Greetings and welcome to the Bishop's Radio. I am Esigon, your host. Let's pray. Our Father, our God and maker of all things, we bless your holy name and thank you for ordaining this podcast to bless, transform, liberate and lift all who come in contact with it. We give you praise because your word is true and you are faithful. Thank you for all the lives that will be touched with this broadcast. We are grateful for the testimonies that will abound. Be forever glorified in and through us all in Jesus' name. Amen. Imagine you decided to start a farm, and I mean you listening to this podcast. Yes, literally you. Imagine with me whether you have a farm or not, okay? You have a very fertile field and very good maize seed. You plant your corn and you do the needful as you watch your plant grow well till maturity. At the due time, you bring in the harvest. You record 100% harvest, no loss, and all the cobs are looking good and are very heavy to hold. You get to the stage of the husking and lo and behold, instead of finding kernels of corn on the cobs, you find gold nuggets. Yes, you heard me right. Gold nuggets are where corn kernels should be. Your entire harvest is actually 100% pure gold nuggets. Wow! Right? I see some of you rejoice already. I mean, you may not like gold for gold's sake. You may not love to use gold jewelry or gold color, but you definitely understand the value and know that selling it off is a whole lot of money for you, right? Okay. Let me bust your bubble. If you followed the story thus far and your heart is glad that you found gold nuggets in place of corn kernels from your harvest, you have a problem. Your heart is not right. You need Jesus and I mean it. Don't be angry. It is the truth. Your heart is not right. Let's switch scenarios so that you get a little perspective. Now imagine that at the point of the husking, Instead of finding actual kernels of corn, you find very matured maggots. Aha! I am hearing ew. I hear anyama. I am seeing first the look of disgust, then the deep disappointment that follows. Pain and anguish at the monumental loss. Every effort wasted. You had great expectations. Why not? You did the right thing. You followed due process. You were meticulous. You were not slack. You were on point, 100%. But a harvest of very matured maggots? No. You see the second scenario. I don't know any human that will be happy at it. Even those who rejoiced at the gold nugget scenario will not rejoice at this. The reaction to the harvest of maggots shows that at the very heart of it, All humans know what is right and what is wrong, good and bad. I can bet that 100% of the people that will listen to this episode will be disappointed and pained at the harvest of maggots, but only a few will be equally disappointed and pained by the harvest of gold nuggets. I repeat, only a few will be equally disappointed and pained by the harvest of gold nuggets. Let's do Bible. Matthew 7.16 Matthew 7.16 New King James Version says, You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes 
or figs from thistles. Jesus was talking about false prophets here. Yes, but look at the example he used. Fruit. A maize plant should never yield gold nuggets. Never. And neither should it yield matured maggots. Never. A maize plant should yield corn. And this is irrespective of where it is planted, either anywhere within the world or in space or any planet. A maize plant should yield corn. That is God's design. A cornfield yielding gold nuggets or matured maggots is not and can never be God's design or will or intention. You know why? Numbers 23.19 Numbers 23.19 Using the New Living Translation It reads, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Also, let's do Galatians 6.7 Galatians 6.7 Still using the New Living Translation It reads, Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God you will always harvest what you plant. Therefore, if you are saddened by a harvest of matured maggots, you should be equally sad at a harvest of gold nuggets. If what you planted is corn, every human should expect to plant corn and reap corn. That is justice. If for any reason your heart lived with gladness at the prospect of that harvest of gold nugget scenario, then you fall into one of three categories of people I describe next. Okay? Category 1. You are godless. You don't believe in God. You don't acknowledge God and therefore, you do not subscribe to his rules of good versus evil and his sense of right and wrong. The verse I'm about to read describes you. Jeremiah 17, 9-10. Jeremiah 17, 9-10 using the New Living Translation says, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their action deserves. That is the state of your heart. And even if you successfully hide it from men, you can't hide it from God. That God that you deny his existence loves you and wants you to see that the normal thing is for maize plants to produce corn and not gold or matured maggots. Your heart status can be rectified this instant at this point. John 3.16-21 John 3.16-21 Using the Passion Translation, I read, For here is the way God loved the world. He gave His only unique Son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in Him will never perish but experience everlasting life. God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its savior and rescue it. So now there is no longer any condemnation for those who believe in him. But the unbeliever already lives under condemnation because they do not believe in the name of the only son of God. And here is the basis for their judgment. The light of God has now come into the world, but the people loved darkness more than the light because they want the darkness to conceal their evil. So the wicked hate the light and try to hide from it. For the light fully exposes their lives, but those who love the truth will come into the light, 
for the light will reveal that it was God who produced their fruitful works. Amen. What to do? Simple. Romans 10, 9-11, the Passion Translation. And what is God's living message? It is the revelation of faith for salvation, which is the message that we preach. For if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will experience salvation. The heart that believes in him receives the gift of the righteousness of God and then the mouth confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scriptures encourage us with these words, everyone who believes in him will never be disappointed. Go ahead and accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, as detailed in the verse I just read. Congratulations if you did. Welcome to the fold. I recommend you find a Bible-based church and introduce yourself to the pastor as newly born again. Hallelujah. Now to category two. That's the second category that I want to describe. You are a Christian, but a babe. Some are born again, yes, but still rejoice at the prospect of a harvest of gold nuggets because they are still babes. I understand. We all were babies at some point, so no biggie. Didn't know this much myself, and there's still so much more to know. So don't kill yourself. Don't be let down that you were excited at the prospect of harvesting gold nuggets in place of the corn you planted. You didn't know. But now you know. To remain a babe is a no-no. You must grow. Hear what Peter says. 1 Peter 2, 2-3. First Peter 2, 2-3. I'm using the Amplified Classic. It reads, Like newborn babies, you should crave thirst for, earnestly desire the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk, that by it you may be nurtured and grow unto completed salvation, since you have already tasted the goodness and kindness of the Lord. After commit to the spiritual disciplines. Acts 2.42 Acts 2.42, still the Amplified Classic. It reads, And they steadfastly persevered, devoting themselves constantly to the instruction and fellowship of the apostles, to the breaking of bread, including the Lord's Supper, and prayers. The Lord is your strength. Amen. Now the third and final category. You are a carnal Christian. Hmm. You are a Christian, yes, but still ruled by flesh and its pleasures, lacking in discipline, not given to sacrifice, very friendly with the world. Most likely, your heart will be raging at this point because you feel you are being called out. You know yourself. You would have shouted, This is the Lord's doing at the harvest of gold nuggets. Same way you will not have hesitated to curse God if it were the harvest of matured maggots. Your sense of justice is off. But guess what? You are his child still because he still loves you. He wants you right and of great character because you are his righteousness in Christ. You are his ambassador. First Peter 2.9 Then move to 11-12 to First Peter 2.9 then 11 to 12, using the New Living Translation. It reads, But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Dear friends, I warn you, as temporary residents and foreigners, 
to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then, even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. Rededicate yourself to God right now, right here. Commit to purging yourself of flesh and its effects. See how Paul, the apostle, did it. 1 Corinthians 9, 24-27 1 Corinthians 9, 24-27 Using the Amplified Classic, it reads, Do you not know that in a race, all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? So, run your race that you may lay hold of the prize and make it yours. Now, every athlete who goes into training conducts himself temperately and restricts himself in all things. They do it to win a wreath that will soon wither. But we do it to receive a crown of eternal blessedness that cannot wither. Therefore, I do not run uncertainly without definite aim. I do not box like one beating the air and striking without an adversary. But like a boxer, I buffet my body, handle it roughly, discipline it by hardships, and subdue it for fear that after proclaiming to others the gospel and things pertaining to it, I myself should become unfit, not stand the test, be unapproved and rejected as a counterfeit. You are not a counterfeit. Take dressing. Sharp, sharp. is waiting. Great. As I wrap this up, justice is not planting corn and reaping gold nuggets. Neither is he planting the same corn and harvesting matured maggots. No. Justice is planting corn and getting a harvest of corn. Anything other than that is injustice and ungodly and that's not God's way. Amen. That's it for this week. Don't forget to share this blessing with others. Sharing it shows that you were blessed and you love for others to be blessed as you were blessed. So, you see, love is the motivation here and love is seen in action. Also, listen to this podcast again and again to properly benefit from it. And should you be moved to give feedback, do not hesitate as your feedback can inspire the next podcast. And always remember that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Stay well and blessings. Of this. He should be